0: Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information visit our website www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK.
1: Good evening everyone and uh, welcome to Word Up here at Bright City Church with myself and uh, Ben Aldis, my buddy and uh, our worship leader at Bright City Church with his wife Rachel. With <laughs> his wife Jay, yikes. Um, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Lovely to have the Clarks as always. Um, well represented, and Nicky, And um, it's great to, to have you here, everyone. Uh, this is a you know, we want this to be an interactive Bible study, so do uh, keep coming with your comments. And yes. I did have a comment. That's it, Laura. You said, I'll try and understand it as best I can. Indeed, you know, and and thank you for that message about, you know, is there any way you can, you know, make it a bit easier to understand, etc. I get that. This is very difficult to understand at times, the book of Revelation. Can I just say that you are you're not, you know, you're not alone in finding it difficult to understand. Ben and I find it very difficult to understand. Even John, who, who it was given to, found it difficult to understand. You know, I think all we can do is ask the Lord to help us. And I think he does promise that you we will be blessed as we study revelation we have to sort of accept that and say okay all I can say is you know one of my answers to this is that you know some of these things maybe will be revealed as as we experience them maybe in the last days uh, would be one one answer for those who are really living in the last days Ben I've, I've said too much already over to you just to say a few words and uh take it away whatever you want to say about what we're talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) well good evening everybody um yes it it is extremely difficult book i mean of all the books in the bible probably this and leviticus are probably on the level of of being really difficult to understand and it's something you know i've always wanted to understand uh but just didn't know where to start and I found going through bit by bit I'm starting to get an understanding of the structure of the book but even so, you know, the, the things it's talking about are in such kind of imagery and uh, picture language because it's, it's this is written as apocalyptic literature which is an ancient form of writing which was all about symbols and uh, hidden meanings um, so it, it is really difficult and I'm trying, as we go along, you know, mm. I'm trying to track it like i wrote down, okay, so we've got a pattern of sevens in, in the book of Revelation. Seven churches at the start, seven seals, which uh, Jesus, the, the scroll of, of uh, that was opened by Jesus, seven things happened, seven trumpets are sounded, we'll see seven bowls being poured out upon the earth. So there are patterns and they're all kind of symbols of, of spiritual things and some physical things. Mm. So it, it, what can I say? It, it's it's a difficult book. It is, um, but nevertheless, it's in our Bible, and we're, we're slowly kind of working yep. our way through. And
1: it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's called Revelation. I think there's a promise that you know in it, God will reveal things to us. I think there's a lot of imagery that that reflects things that have been written in the prophetic you know, writings, as we've said before, in the Old Testament. So a lot of the that imagery, which, a lot of those prophecies, which were speaking of the last days, many of them, come up again in this book. So sometimes, you know, as we, the more we we understand or are familiar with um, those prophecies in the Old Testament, the, it brings some of these um, these pictures in Revelation to life as well. And as Ben was saying, yeah, those patterns of seven, and and seven we know speaks of completion. Seven is a book that, uh, sorry, a number that uh, talks of fullness, of perfection, of completion. So, really, you know, we're we're looking here about all things coming, being brought to a completion, a climax where God is is bringing everything you know he's bringing his salvation his mercy for his people to um uh, to completion and also his judgment and his justice so um Mm -hmm. indeed we had the i guess go on please
0: sorry i was going to say um the way to kind of cut through it all i guess is is to look at um kind of the end of all things really and and like uh we see in this. So what we've seen so far is that God has His hand on His people, mm. you know. As always, yeah. God God's got His hand on His people. Despite you know all the imagery and all the kind of stuff, we can see that God seals His people. They don't, you know, they get sheltered and and protected from from some of these awful mm. things that are going to be poured out upon the earth, uh, and 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 they will be when they go to heaven. You know, uh, as we know as Christians, when you know. When we die and go to heaven, there is a, an amazing reward for His people, and this is all about you know the the contrast between His people and those that are rejecting Him, uh, yeah. the good yeah. angels, the heavenly beings, and the demons that have rejected God. So I mean, if nothing else, you know, you focus on that—the yeah. promises for the people of God, uh, and and the good that He's given to them, the reward and the protection and the, and the love that is given by a father for his children in the midst of all this terrible judgment that's being poured out on sin um, and on, on sinful earth and sinful people.
1: Even when the judgment is being poured out uh, through this, you know, the, the, the shaking and all the things that are allowed to come on the earth, um, there is a purpose to cause people to turn to God and to repent. Mm. We see, you know, at the end of chapter 9 it said, um yet the people did still did not repent of the works i mentioned this last time so god is is saying look to me look to me turn to me repent and i will save you even in the midst of this um you know the final shaking there's a there's god's um mercy is still there uh obviously it will go there there will be a point and, and we see it i think at some point during revelation where right you know that is it um so, right, well, we're in chapter nine. And uh, just as a little reminder, we had that eagle or vulture uh, flying just before the start of chapter nine saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, we've had the trumpet blast now, but whoa, 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 because of the three trumpet blasts about to be sounded. And so sometimes, you know, these are referred to as woe judgments. They're kind of you know, they're they're ramping it up a notch, even though the ones before have been, you know, cataclysmic and awful. And and if we recall, they were the ones where it's almost like the heavenly realms are being loosed and things were falling on the earth. You know, things like mountains falling into the sea and and stars hitting the the earth and what have you. Uh, But But this, things are being ramped up. Remember, and we looked at the 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 angel unlocked the abyss, and out came these uh, locust scorpion-like creatures or locust-like creatures that um, didn't harm the the greenery of the world, um, and they seemed seemed like they were it was like a release of demonic hordes. Whether they are um, we, we we you know we we talked about this last time, so if you want to know all of what we talked about, do look at the last episode. But um, you know they they didn't yeah like ben was saying that the people of god were sealed from any harm from these creatures which is uh pretty amazing and mm. so it describes in detail what they looked like and i've got this funny little fly buzzing around in this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's flying
0: uh, out there in ashford you should have seen mcdonald's earlier they were everywhere
1: <laughs> That's, it's, a a it's a
0: portent it's a portent of the yeah. end
1: yes <laughs> Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, so we had a real description of these uh, creatures: the hair like women's hair, teeth like lions' teeth, breastplates of iron. And uh, as we've probably mentioned before, you know, John is just describing in language that he he can use to to describe these things. Is it describing, you know, demonically inspired like? you know weaponry or is it describing demonic creatures we don't know but uh, certainly they were led by a leader apollyon anyway that was the first woe and then now we're picking it up after that so i'm going to pick up from verse 12 and read on the first woe is past two other woes are yet to come the six angels sounded his trumpet And I heard a voice calling from the horns of the altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind The number of the mounted troops was two hundred million. I heard their number. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue and yellow as sulphur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke and sulphur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulphur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails were like snakes, having heads with which they inflict injury. The rest of mankind, which were not killed by these plagues, still did not repent of the works of their hands. They did not stop worshipping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality or their thefts. So that's the last half of chapter nine. And um, yeah so it it's um these angels on the r- river euphrates ben what 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 could we say about these
0: interesting because we had four angels before that were holding back the winds before they were unleashed. Yeah. they were held back until the one hundred and forty four thousand Jews were sealed who then went on to you know evangelize uh that, those that were left on the earth um and then here we got four angels again. And, uh, it, it's interesting. There's a bit of discussion about these angels. Um, cause yeah. they're being that the fact that they're bound, you know, you never kind of get angels that are tied up and bound. Yeah. So are they de- demons that yes. are suddenly untied and let loose? Mm. But it's interesting because, you know, you, that, that was one of the questions. And yeah. like, how do you investigate that? Um, and if you look at the word bound, mm-hmm. uh, and the you know the meanings of it even in english i mean it's in greek verse it, even in english you know if you're bound that can mean you're tied up and constricted yes or it means you're bound by a promise you know like okay, when, yes, you get, okay, when you get when you get married yeah. you know you're, i'm bound by a, pro- a promise mm. i made on that day to Jack, to, to love her and uh, mm. um to be with her and 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 you know you you're bound by your commitment to to the lord and these angels you know it, when it says they're bound um you know is it they're they're you know they're under command you know yes, they're bound yes. by their yeah. um so that was interesting because it only because it was like there was a discussion are they angelic angels of, sent by god or are they demons yeah uh, that are unleashed mm-hmm. but as we'll see you know it's not they're unleashed to kind of kill a third of mankind but they don't they don't actually do the killing yeah it's it's the horses that mm-hmm. ian describes Um, So it's just that was a bit of discussion, you know, if we're trying to identify things and and does it matter really, you know, uh, what, what, you know, what are these people? um, uh, What are these beings? beings, Yeah. yeah.
1: What, what I, what really jumped out at me uh, on this one as well was they've been kept ready for this very hour, day, month and year. You know, the hour that they would be released was, 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 um you know, was determined right up if you like, the, I don't know, but but predetermined anyway, it was predetermined by God. And you get a sense that, you know, from that, that these end time things and everything about the timing of all, you know, God is in total control of every, you know, even the hour of everything that happens. And, and yeah. in a sense, that is very um, reassuring, isn't it? You know, we know, hey, God is in control. Um, You know, if I trust in him, if I I keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, then everything's going to pan out as God has intended. And so something reassuring about that, even even though it's a horrible thing, you know, released to kill a third of mankind. And we'll come to that in a minute. Mm. But yeah.
0: And timing is a a thing as well, because like just going back a bit where it says uh, a voice came from the four horns of the altar. And he's talking about the altar in heaven. Now, where have we seen this altar before? Back in uh, six nine, uh, chapter six, verse nine, it says the voice of the martyrs comes from under the altar, crying for vengeance. So those that were killed for their faith are crying out from this altar for vengeance. And 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 uh, talking about, he, he just said about there's a time there's a date. You know, the Lord says to these martyrs, just a little while longer. And, yeah. and you you know closed them in white and said you will be avenged and now a voice comes from from that same altar to say release these angels that are going to go and you know the, the day of vengeance you know it comes from this of and like we've yeah. said part of the kingdom of god coming and being established is that the judgment is being poured out and so it's like now is the time for those angels to be released and and, and go and take the day of the vengeance of the lord yes uh, yes yes. the
1: the great Um, and terrible day of the lord as it's often referred to um yeah so so then it comes to you know to to kill a third of mankind and if we think about numbers uh or or you know i mean a third of of mankind today is two and a half billion or more uh so this is a huge number killed and and it's you know we've got here it says mounted troops, two hundred million and interestingly, it says, you know I heard their number it's kind of it mm-hmm. is too you know it's a it's a big number. I heard the number I'm just stressing this is a big yeah. number I heard it said john and and horses and riders, and then we've got a description of them so so this interestingly you know it seems like a massive army is marching yeah. maybe a, an army of many nations marching i mean we we know from the rest of revelation we know from many other prophetic um scriptures from the prophecies of the old testament that a multinational army will surround surround israel and march on israel and and you know euphrates we have this area uh where you know the the traditional enemies of israel if you like are are situated around the river euphrates but anyway what what can you tell us ben about what have you come across about this mighty army
0: well the, the numbers are colossal i mean mm. the, it was almost an unheard of number of, of troops in the ancient world you know no one had ever seen that many soldiers and just yeah. to give you a bit yeah. of perspective this is my bible said twice 10,000 times 10,000 which is ian said is 200 million mounted troops and if that army this is one of the commentators said to me if that army was just one mile wide in width the length of that army and the length of that line of soldiers would be 85 miles long 85 miles long um and you know that's a colossal colossal army yeah. but then you yeah. think about some of the, the images that we see like in communist Russia you know when they used to have the parades Ooh, uh, yeah. of the military uh, in, in communist China yeah. still um, you know the the lines and lines of soldiers yeah. uh, and if we're talking about Korea. yeah North Korea then, yeah. Then, then we're talking about nations gathering around Jerusalem on the plain of Armageddon yeah. and surrounding Jerusalem yeah. you know it, you can you can see start to see how you know this this would be visualized how it'd be realized
1: do you think this could be a description of the you know the battle of armageddon or or you know this um final final battle kind of army coming against israel and the people of god yeah
0: i mean yeah definitely it's a uh, it's it, you know you you can see like meaning we're me discussing we've discussed before that uh, these descriptions that John is giving—he—he he is a first-century man, and he is trying to describe stuff that we, you know, we would know. Well, think of, think about like stuff like the internet. You know, back back in the early '80s, you know, we we couldn't ever probably conceive of of uh, what the internet can do for us now in terms of information and services and, and broadcasts and all that kind of thing. But a way you know in the ancient world, how was he going to describe things like a, like a helicopter with missiles in its tail and guns on its front and the way that, uh, it moves? You know, even a medieval man would call that like a flying windmill. Like I think it's Don Quixote or something. One of the things he sees a windmill for the first time and runs towards it to attack it. Remember that old film from the eighties, Biggles, where there's a scene in it where a helicopter gets transported in time back to the trenches of the first world war and they're looking at it like what is this thing uh, uh, and it's the yeah. sa- it's the same with, with, with Johnny like he's looking at these things mm-hmm. how how he's comparing it to things that he knows um and he, he you know he's saying like these thing these horses have got like smoke coming out of their mouths and stings in their tail and they're being ridden on by these soldiers you know helicopters I was talking to a major the other week from the army and he you know he was saying well look think about the way that helicopters look you know they look like insects uh they have helicopters and missiles in the tail guns at the front the, the front of the helicopter looks like a, a kind of crown you know you think yeah, about so it, may, what maybe yeah, referring warfare.
1: to the the this sort of the the locust type creature before yeah. With a, yeah, yeah yeah 200 million army I I believe I read that um China could mobilize a 200 million army today, maybe the only nation that could, or if we think of confederation of nations. Also, interestingly, one group that that could mobilize uh, that kind of army, if they all came together, would be the Islamic nations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the Islamic nations have traditionally been, you know, even if we go back to their sort of prehistory of the nations that have Always been the enemies of Israel. If we go back to even the very the, the brothers that separated uh, from Abraham and and have been the enemies. Uh, now it would be uh, obviously help me with this, Ben. The uh, yeah, Jacob and
0: Esau. Jacob and Esau. You?
1: Yeah. So yeah. so the the family of Esau uh, that that became the uh, you know the Muslim nations. And and so even today, and, and they have been, you know, and, and likely will be right to the very end. And there's a lot of um, theory that even the Antichrist will be, you know, part of a, a sort of renewed Islamic world. So interesting. Yeah. Um, how this is going to pan out. Now we go to, as you were saying, Ben, this description of these armies and possible weapons, saying that a third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke and sulphur that came out of their mouths. Um, The power of the horses was in their mouths and their tails, for their tails were like snakes having heads with which they inflict injury. I I think of turrets and... um, cannons with a sort of head on the end or, you know, firing possibly missiles, maybe nuclear conflict. When you think of fire, smoke and sulfur killing a third of the earth. Now, you know, we even watch documentaries, maybe you do. I've seen them certainly in this day talking about, you know, the kind of destruction that nuclear conflict would bring today. And and the 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 products of nuclear conflict are indeed, you know, sulfur, fire, smoke. There's this great, um, it's the, let's get this right, it's the sixth trumpet. So the second woe judgment of the three. And it's this huge army, this great war. It seems like, if I look at this, there is a marching on Israel, you know, fr- around this huge army, around the river Euphrates, we know from the rest of scripture that there's a huge attack on Israel. And for a third of the, the mankind around the world to be killed because of it, it seems like maybe the other nations of the world get sucked into this conflict that increases. Mm. And, um, you know, we can see even uh. today the rising of the enemies of Israel poised to to attack i think of iran iran is you know is it has sworn to to defeat and 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 attack israel and and they are they are arming and resourcing proxy armies uh in all of the the enemies of israel they are right now on the brink of developing a nuclear weapon nuclear capability and they've been all sorts of, you know, Israel are continually saying, look, Iran are about to, um, you know, about to be complete with their, their their nuclear weapon. And in fact, over recent years, you know, even even in this last year, Israel has secretly attacked, you know, the the um, the development and the, the various uh, factories making these things. So. Yeah, we can see we can see these things coming to pass, you know, uh, yeah. right before our eyes. Go on, Bev.
0: What you say about the domino effect is is uh, is correct because I, yeah. I always think about the way the First World War started. Um, it was the assassination of uh, was it an amb- yes. ambassador, probably, and one by one, one by one, like dominoes, each nation went mm. to war because like one one was bound by a treaty to defend another one. And, you know, that one started on that one, but then there the treaties they had with other nations and all of a sudden, the whole world was at each other's throats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it, We're seeing it, that
1: potential uh, right now, aren't we?
0: Yeah, NATO, you yeah. know, the NATO nations, like, if, if one is attacked, then all are attacked. Yes. And uh Ukraine's not a member of NATO at the moment, but right. the nations bordering Russia are all jumping in to, to join NATO because they're vulnerable. Yeah, uh, you know, if they join NATO and Russia decides to attack one of those nations, then we're all we're all you know.
1: You've got which... Ukrainian troops coming to our nation to be trained to fight the Russians. Right now, yeah. today, that's happening. You know, that's that's. Uh, so yeah, like you said, this domino effect. I mean, it really has ramped up massively in a few months, hasn't it? Uh, this yeah. this this situation.
0: Yeah, the world can change on a uh, you know the stroke like a, a toss really of a can. boy i yeah. mean look at the look at the other day you know things were going along reasonably well and then all of a sudden savage javid and rishi sunak resigned and the government you know 50, 50 mps followed them and it's like all of a sudden oh my goodness the whole yes. government has collapsed yeah. it, it followed
1: the revelation of that guy who'd been sort of um you know um Misbehaving, shall we say, you know, in 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 Mm -hmm. his in 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 his recreation time or whatever, and that coming out caused, you know, it was feel like the final straw. And Boris yeah. Johnson's been brought down by it. Yeah, so it, it can happen. The The wonderful thing that we can rest on and be assured by is that God is in control of every okay. moment, every hour, day, month and year, it says, that, uh, you know, he said, right, now is the time. Release, release the angels. I've set this time. And so you can be sure, you can be rest assured that, you know, as you... As the Lord is your saviour, He is your guide, He is your protector. He will be protecting you. And we've had, as Ben said already tonight, the wonderful thing again is through all of this, God protects His people. We we look at um, other scriptures, other. Times in history where God supernaturally does protect his people, even in the midst of conflict. We look at Psalm 91, you know, a thousand fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but no harm will befall you. There's something that that God will will do to protect us. <laughs> Having said that, you know, there will be persecution as well. There will be, you know, people who will for their witness, um, you know, go to be with the Lord and, and be killed. Yeah. So am I contradicting myself there? I think no, not necessarily. You know, there's there's both happening at the same time. Yeah. So there's supernatural provision, you know, my God shall supply all my needs as Maria has referred to there. Yes. Thank you, Maria. About even we'll come to it sometime, you know, a time when there'll be a cashless society and that's that's um that's upon us as you say maria and so there'll be a time where if we are you know considered by the state to be you know persona non grata or or not you know whatever they can just cut off our ability to buy and sell and we we will we'll read about that in revelation but but god says i will provide for you i will supernaturally You know, it won't be, it's not my job shall supply all my needs. My employer shall supply all my needs. No, my God shall supply. I will will provide for you and supernaturally resource you. Okay, so we've got a third of mankind is killed. And it says, verse 20, the rest of mankind who were not killed still did not repent. So we've got two thirds of the earth remaining.
0: After all of this stuff, you know, uh and them them actually seeing that the ones who are sealed by god are not being harmed they still go you know it says they still rely on the works of their hands they still worship demons idols of gold silver bronze stone and wood and they still commit you know these these things are mentioned in the ten commandments way back with moses in exodus murders yeah. sorceries sexual immorality and theft um, and, and they still, they still go towards their idols. And, and there's lots, there's lots in, uh, the, the Bible, you know, there's, there's specific, specific condemnation for idol worship. I mean, yeah. uh, Isaiah 44, uh, you know, it, um, the folly of idolatry It is a whole bit in there. So I, Isaiah 44, 9 to 20 is quite a, a long passage, but, it t- just talks about the the, the stupidity of idolatry yeah. um that you know man gets wood he uses it to build furniture that he sits on he uses it to uh, cook with mm. and then he fashions it into a god so he can worship it you know yeah. it's just uh, and it, it says you know mm. that um that uh, uh oh, I wrote it down um it says it's just like ashes yeah that's it he feeds on ashes, a deluded heart has led him astray and he cannot deliver himself or say, is there not a lie in my right hand? You know, he's saying yes, the heart is deluded and that, that's what happens Roman, in Romans. It says foolish yes, yes. hearts are darkened when people turn away from God. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what idol worship is about. Yes, Paul, yes. Paul says, well, what pagans sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God? You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons, or come to the Lord's table and go to the table of demons. So, you know, he's saying, you know, this, this, uh, as Christians, you know, you, you can't tolerate idolatry, you know, it's, 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 it's insane, it's stupid. Yeah. And it defies God. Um, and it's in the ultimate irony. Human beings who themselves have been created in the divine image of God, uh they end up creating images of of a creature uh, to to worship, which is just it's just crazy. You know, it's it's almost like a kind of false religion idea, isn't it? You know, you make gods out of yourself and then you worship them.
1: Good point you make there as well, Ben. You said you make gods out of yourself and worship them because I think you know a lot of people listening might think, yeah, well. In the West, generally, you know, there isn't that so much anyway. I know it is coming in. There is a lot of pagan worship and witchcraft and all sorts of things actually coming in more and more now, even in the West. But um, generally in the West, there's not that, that out and out, you know false god worship that's evident and and people might even be sitting there thinking oh well well I don't uh, I don't worship other gods but then you talked about worship of self and and worship of other things or you know what is the great idolatry I think it's important that we know you know the great idolatry of the western cultures or even in our own culture you know if we look around in the UK let's say or or America or you know what is the how have is there an idolatry so prevalent? Because you wouldn't say, "Oh yes, they're all worshiping Baal or or uh, Ashdareth or whatever." But how is the the idolatry in there and very manifest in in the world today? What 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 do you think about it?
0: Yeah, well, you get the the phrases, don't you? The cult of celebrity. Uh, here we go, Anne. Can false god worshiping, be following celebrities exactly. There you go, Anne. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like everything in moderation. I, I'm into kind of productivity and goal-setting and, goal and self-development. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, I use it to, you know, uh, say if I've got to prepare for worship or um, so if I've got to prepare for Word Up, I know that I've got to schedule my time and do that. And I'm into doing that. I'm into keeping fit, you know. And, and that's good, you know. It's good to keep, to keep fit and all that kind of stuff. But those things can tip over into obsessions and uh things that take all of your focus away from from the lord so um you know and the worship and you could call that the worship of self if you like you know you get bodybuilders that are that are kind of worshipping their body by you know working out with iron pumping full of steroids and, and looking the best that they can be um you know that kind of thing uh, and the culture of celebrity, you know, there's yeah. so, you know, every, everyone's a celebrity these days on, on Facebook and, and, and blogs. And who's this family that my daughter watches? Kardashians? The Kardashians? Is it? Oh, um, oh, it? You know, they're just kind of these unreal people. The, the, you know, I, you know, God love them, but they're, I call them bubbleheads because they're just full of air, you know, and it, it just seems like what? what are you doing you, you know it's like life is is just unreal
1: there's there's a very evil spirit that that sort of almost um you know is over these um worlds and and you know uh, what's the word i'm looking for but uh, yeah that that's causing people to almost be bewitched into like you yeah. say it's very empty there's nothing there it's and yet they're bewitched and and i've seen it you know in those around me and where you yep. know they're, they're bewitched to follow. You you look at the uh, plastic surgery. They're bewitched to try and just look like and going through yeah. all that you know deformity and pain and whatever just to yeah. they, there's so so there's a a spiritual kind of con, you know real heaviness and control. It's very very well, prevalent and yeah. wicked really.
0: I mean look at look at X Factor being a musician. Look at X Factor for instance. Mm. You know that's a way that people kind of you know that the promise is you got a chance to be a, a famous musician if you watch that show you know the amount of people over the years that that's been on that have have so you know wanted that and they've got into these finals or these auditions and that, that a lot of them are just poo-pooed and, uh, and abused yeah, um right. and even set up to fail to yes, be honest And the, 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 ridiculous. The, the yeah. yeah the minuscule amount of people that get through for maybe one or two albums or something, or even one album and then get you know, they, they're like, oh we've made it or... this is the dream, Yes, yeah, spat spat out the other end, absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and then there's these other things, I remember watching an interview with uh, you might not remember him, but Nick Kershaw from the 80s, you know, he was being interviewed on a on a show, mm-hmm. and there was a guy there that was saying, oh yeah I want to be mm-hmm. famous and Nick's like, Nick Kershaw was like famous for what and he said well just for being me and like yeah <laughs> and go,
1: there you go yeah, you've got it, it was... there it is it's that you know. you know that that weird kind of thing of celebrity and fame and and me myself I I want to be maybe worshipped in some way I, they don't, wouldn't realize that in, in probably consciously but if you think of the you know the even the I in the middle of the word sin—you know—that it's 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 right at the heart of it. If we elevate yeah. ourselves, or we get sucked into these things, um, you know, we, it is idolatry. It is idolatry, and and yeah. you know, um, it is the. The primary sin, really, of of rejecting God, not worshipping God, you know, to be humble before God, understanding that he's our creator, he's our maker, He, everything good comes from him. We are accountable before him. You know, every one of us will live we'll we'll move into eternity, and then we'll face our maker we will you know and we'll be yeah. accountable for the gift of life yeah. that he's given us and uh this is the I, the beginning yeah. of wisdom, you know the fear of the Lord, the understanding that hey, you know I am not the centre of the universe. You are Lord, and 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 I bow to yeah. you. And I'm, I'm going to get into line. Yes, I'm going to receive your love and mercy, absolutely, because I've I've recognised you as a wonderful, loving God. But I'm also going to, you know, put you first. And,
0: mm. and God, God promotes, doesn't he? It's, he does. Yeah. It, the people, you know, that are, uh, kind of make it as celebrities or musicians and stuff. You know, as Christians, even there's there's a cost to that. You've got to not be overwhelmed by the the fame and fortune of it. And each one of us, you know, on here tonight has got a specific purpose that God has 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 given you in life. And uh, I remember being obsessed as a, a Christian. You know, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know your, what's your purpose for my life. But that's that's going off on a tangent. What you do is you just you just re- you read your Bible. You live as a Christian and God will use you. I didn't particularly come to the church to be a worship leader in fact I really didn't like worship music very much from what I heard but I just came to the church and I I used what I had and and played the guitar and then God inspired me God directed me to 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 be inspired by worship and put me in that place to serve with you know the gift that I had in the church. What's your particular skill if you saying cooking a hospitality and catering you know there's the, the church is arms and legs isn't it and they' all of mm. things have got their place and that's how you thats success that's you know your purpose that's the ultimate thing that you can be and do while you're on earth is 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 to be faithful to God and just get involved and you will find your place and you it will be the ultimate thing yes. that God has for you know it'll be fulfilling it'll be you know you'll be right in the middle of what you should be doing on this earth yes our
1: soul will be satisfied you will find full satisfaction and god will honor you that's his promise he will give you the desires of your heart you will find you know the biggest joys in life which actually the greatest joys in life cannot be bought with money anyway Uh, You know, the greatest joys in life, aren't they? We know they are. They're, they're, you know, peace with God. They're peace with ourselves. They are the love of those around us. The love, true love of a family, of, of, you know, a partner for life. All these things money can't buy. And we know, you know, we've seen story after story of so many who've sought to get these things with all the money in the world and they've not so yeah but these are the promise of god the creation of my hands are the expression of my spirit love that peggy yes yes so you know the things you you can do for the lord are an expression of of mm. your Absolutely. your own spirit uh you know towards god maybe or that's great stuff great stuff well it's um we've come to the end pretty much it's ju- just about a well... quarter to And, um, you know, so we won't go into Revelation 10. We'll go into Revelation 10 next week. We should be having uh, Pastor Akin with us again next week. He's uh, been away for a couple of weeks. Just a little reminder, friends, that during August, we'll be having a break from Word Up. So, um, you know, for everyone to just be refreshed and uh, take a bit of time out, and then we'll push on again in in September. But that still gives us... uh, uh, two or three Sundays before then but uh, Ben thanks again uh, anything else to you anything else just to finish us out any comment
0: oh um, <laughs> let's have a look Uh, just uh, you know as I was saying before you know we're looking at all this stuff God's people are protected um, God's people are sealed you know that whole mm. thing about sealing there's a, a mark on God's people and in the Psalms it says it, his eyes on the righteous and his ear is attentive to their cry and that that is you know that's the people yeah. of god that he, he sees you he protects you he he has a concern for your life and what you know is going on in your life and oh, and so yeah. we see that in revelation we see it in revelation you know he has a special mm. concern and protection for his people so if you take nothing else from this whole book take that you know that yes, we are god's special possession uh the apple of his eye The ones he loves, the ones he's going to
1: hold in his hand. Amen, amen. Thanks a lot, Ben. I'm encouraged. Thank you, everyone, for uh, your comments, and great to have you with us. Bless you guys, and have a fantastic week. Thanks again, Ben. Good night, everyone. See you later. Bye, bye.